in three, two, one. How was that? Not good. I'm beginning to think you don't know what good clapping is. I am the inventor of good clapping. You're the inventor of good clapping. That's correct. That is the weirdest claim ever. It's an intense flex, bro. Adam, are you ready to call this meeting to order? Man, I'm beginning to intensely look forward to all of our staff meetings. I am ready (laughs) for this to be called to order, and so let it be called. I know. How magical is it that we've somehow figured out how to make people look forward to meetings? (laughs) Definitely. I feel like we're getting away with something. Yeah, we, we we found a loophole or some like you know maybe time vortex. Nobody knows. No, oh, who knows? Well, we do we do have a science a, an official department of sciencing committee on sciencing. That's correct. That's S- correct. Sciencing sciencing committee of sciencing. Yeah, in in the Terry Pratchett Memorial Building. Now I don't know if you know who Terry Pratchett is. Are you familiar with that? Uh, no, I'm not. Okay, so you'll like this. Terry Pratchett is the author of what's called the Discworld series, which. Ooh is a series, which is a world that's f- on a flat disc, riding on the back of four elephants, riding on the back of a turtle. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the other little piece of good news is, is that it's March, Adam. March Madness. Yes, so it means March Madness. It also means that the weather's about to get nicer. Dude, it was 80 degrees here today. The weather is nice. Okay. Uh, moving on, anyways. <laughs> Let, why don't we kick off uh, this week's meeting with uh, something familiar, Adam? Okay. By recognizing some other great contributors to the group. I love this part. In no particular order, uh, Tori, Vanessa York, Laura Thompson... Uh, Vlado from It's Not Rocket Surgery, Bob Haynes from the Cretans Guild, Sarah Stapleton from Life is Messy, and Sarah Hacks for that. Sarah Hacks for that. Uh-huh. Chris Osborne from the Play Comics Podcast, Casey Jones, my partner in the GBI run, Kelsey Jane, Corey McCord, Sciencey McScience Face, and Carrie Dykes, Chris Birkenbein's co-host on A Dash of Science and the Podfix Network. What a list, bro. What a list. I agree. Thank you to everybody. And as we've said before... If you weren't mentioned, it doesn't mean we don't appreciate your your contributions. There are many other people that contribute to the group, really fine things, and we appreciate all of you. Absolutely. Okay, I know it is March, but we're not going to talk about March birthdays. We'll do that at our next meeting. Fair enough. Let's instead move on to a poll, Adam. I thought you were going to say the news. All right, no, Adam, actually, this was a poll that you submitted. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. So, Adam, you asked the group, what's the appropriate response when someone sneezes? That is correct. (laughs) Yes. So, not surprisingly, I don't think, that Bless You was the winner. Gazuntite came in second. Boo. Now, third place, did you say boo? Uh, Yeah. Oh, you don't like Gazuntite? No, I was actually just kind of bummed out. I was hoping that more people chose some of the other options. (laughs) Oh, well, well, we'll get to that. I was surprised at what came in third, and third was nothing. <laughs> That's the team I love. <laughs> third was no response at all. Just ignoring the person that sneezes. That's basically a nice way of saying, F- you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And um, like me, Tiff and Paul are loud sneezers. Are you a loud sneezer? Uh, louder than I wish I was. Okay. Uh, see, I'm not apologetic about my loud sneezing. Well, I, I don't like loud sneezing. It drives me absolutely insane. So that I have a little bit of volume drives me nuts. And actually, Adam, you and Keith had similar responses to people that sneeze in, in a series. Do you remember this? Yes, of course. Except you're on the opposite end of things. So you warn that you'll only say bless you on the first one. Yes. Whereas Keith, res- Keith responded, how many, how many more you got right now? I'll bless you when you're finished. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys kind of have a similar approach, 
You're right. just coming at it from opposite ends. That's correct. You get one and done, or you know, and and I do I do some of that sometimes. Like, all right, are you, are you still going? Because Liz is a is a series sneezer. Oh, interesting. Yep. So she definitely. I just wait till she's done, and then I say one of the other options I submitted on there. Oh, wait, wait, which is that? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't remember that now. Yeah. <laughs> nice. She loves it. <laughs> I'll bet. I'm yeah, sure yeah. she does. I'm sure she feels very nurtured and cared for during those times. <laughs> it's my compassion that loves that she loves about me. <laughs> well, I'm sure she enjoys it as much as I do. <laughs> so, Shampoo, our sports reporter, he added the option, eat and die. <laughs> That's one of my favorite. And I, you know, I've used that one several times. <laughs> well, and, and he added, he says that... That that's a real thing that started six years ago at his office and lives on to this day. I like that. That sounds like our 100th episode coughing response. Okay, so I was going to bring that up, actually. That's a very similar response, <laughs> which was which was Greg on our 100th episode brought up the question, hey, what are we supposed to say when you cough? Because everyone discusses what you say when you sneeze, but there's no response to coughing. Correct. And you suggested... Go f- yourself. <laughs> 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 to which I think at that time we agreed perfect we're going to yeah, move forward it, with that it's 100% a, a, a appropriate yeah so and, and I actually suggest that everybody go back and listen to uh, the Gravity Beard episode 100 for that entire story it's an absolute classic and I think you and I would agree if it's not our favorite episode of the show ever it's w- definitely one of our favorites it's it's top one or two easily yeah, for sure. So, so in in the when you go to look for that episode, it's it's not it's not this week today volume one hundred. It's actually Gravity Beard episode one hundred. Correct. And uh, and definitely go back and because you were actually here live, and then we had my friend uh, Greg and John join that episode, and it was really fun. God, it was so much fun, dude. I mean, like being there live, meeting those guys, that was awesome. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons why we enjoyed it so much is we kind of had instant chemistry, so it was really great. Yeah, and you know, and you never know how it's going to go. It's like, all right, well, <laughs> this is either going to go great or terrible. Right, it actually went fantastic. So yeah. uh, I would say I do suggest that people go back and listen to episode one hundred for sure. Okay, so Corey, Science Z McScience Face, he shares this story. I dated a girl that would ju- judge you as a person on whether or not you'd acknowledge a sneeze. Gesundheit and, ble- and bless you were equally acceptable, but lack of acknowledgement meant you were a bad person, at the very least, totally inconsiderate. And he's, he goes on and says, I've somewhat adopted her position, although more tolerantly. And he finishes by saying, she died of a braid tumor, so I can't actually argue with her about it any longer. <laughs> that was a twist ending. <laughs> right. And Paul actually responds, well, that story took a turn. <laughs> I love Paul. He's awesome. He is awesome. Love that guy. <laughs> I love that guy, man. <laughs> okay, Adam. Yes, sir. We have another road trip audio diary. Oh, man. These are getting really good, dude. I love our group. They are. And this one, Adam, is from you. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. (laughs) And so I believe we have three installments. Hmm. There's I've left. I feel like I've left a couple a couple series on there. So this one could be any one. Well, do you want me to tell you which trip this was? No, I want to be surprised. Okay. well, here's the first installment. Hey, what's up? It's Lord Saunders. This is how I talk, of course. Like no other. Okay, so I'm on the road heading to Chicago. And, uh, <laughs> so far off to a bad start. Already I've had to <laughs> not be able to go through the TSA pre check because the D terminal in my, in the landing at airport does not have pre checks. Which is ridiculous. So I had to go through the regular property line. I mean, I still didn't have to take off my, you know, shoes, hat, or belt. <laughs> but still, I had to take my laptop out, and that's really annoying. Seriously. <laughs> that's really dumb. But uh, I do want to point out some general etiquette in the airport or the security line. If your stomach is touching my bag, or I can feel you breathing on my neck, you're standing too close. <laughs> you're standing too close. I should no- neither of those two things should happen. So people in front of me, I can't walk forward, and the closer you get, it doesn't mean the line's going to go faster. So, f*** off. Secondly, <laughs> when you put your stuff through the scanner and then it comes up the other side, you take it off the belt and you move it to another area and then you put your stuff back on and reload your 
first bag is a whatever essential. There's no reason why you should try to get dressed. You're clogging the line. Get your stuff <laughs> and move on. This is a, a pro travel tip there. Even if it's in a bin, you take a bin over to the bench. You put your stuff there. So this is the uh, helpful road tip. And so far, starting off with a mild inconvenience. So you know, pretty standard. <laughs> pretty standard travel. Also, I'm heading to Chicago. And I don't, I don't have winter clothes. I keep things to layer. Oh no! But I don't know how many black T-shirts I have to layer <laughs> to, you know, enjoy that twenty-degree weather. So, anyway, I'll keep you updated. This is Lord Saunders. Dunzo. Wow. So it was a little bit rambly, but I was like set off immediately when I got to the airport. <laughs> right from the get-go. Oh man, dude. Like, I mean, people like this guy was like putting his belly in my backpack. I'm like, are you serious? I, I can't move. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's incredible. Trying to, <laughs> trying to bump me along the line. I'm like, dude, you know what? It, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are or what situation. I'm always surprised when another human being is willing to to violate someone else's personal space like that. I, I you know, and I also just wonder, like, you know, what what are you hoping to accomplish? Like, I can't go forward faster. And if you do that, I start to back up and create even more space between me and the person in front of me, <laughs> because you're going to keep on doing that. I, you, then you've lost, you know, like the privilege of me going faster. <laughs> yeah, for real. Wow, well, I, I can't wait to hear the other two installments to find out how your trip turns out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I like it because it's just a it's just a chronicling of your minor inconveniences. <laughs> Dude, they pile up, man. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. That's why I look forward to your audio diaries <laughs> in particular. Is because you're you're a constant traveler <laughs> and you're always enduring minor inconveniences. <laughs> Listen, somebody has to bear this cross, and it's just going to have to be me. That never gets old to me. (laughs) All right. Well, moving on. Next, I want to discuss a very, very important public service announcement that was brought to us by Paul. Oh, okay. And the question was posed, and I'm glad this came up because this happens to me on the regular. What do you do if you wake up at 3 a.m.? And there's a cowboy standing in your room. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> and I think this happens so often that I'm really glad that Paul came with some helpful instructions. So here oh, we go. Oh, for sure. This is Are a you necessary ready? thing. Yeah, do it. So it's it's a six-step deal. Here's how you handle this. Step <laughs> one, check to see if you've traveled back to cowboy times. This can easily be done by asking, is this cowboy times? <laughs> Step two... If they say yes, it's cowboy times, then that explains everything and you just go back to bed. Yeah, done. Done so. Now, step three, this is where it gets more complicated. If it's not cowboy times, ask cowboy, why are you here? Or, why are you here, cowboy? (laughs) That moves you on to step four, which is if they say, I need your help to find my magical horse, Rex. Go with them, because this kind of thing doesn't happen very often. Yeah, you got to take advantage. Yes. If a mysterious cowboy appears at your at your bedside in the middle of the night and asks you to help him go find his magical horse, by all means, go with him. You must. Okay, step five. If they don't say that, then this is a bad cowboy. Yeah, you don't want to be messing with those guys. And if that's the case, if you determine this is a bad cowboy, move on to step six. Deploy anti-cowboy measures. (laughs) Now stop right there because I panicked because it just stops. There's no explanation. There's no step seven. Correct. I immediately panicked and asked, what's an anti-cowboy measure? Right. And Paul quickly responded with the following suggestions, which I really appreciate you. Thank you, Paul, for following up. This is what Paul considers anti-cowboy measures. Okay. Quickly gathering your friends and putting on a fully choreographed Broadway musical cabaret and a chorus line are the most effective at repelling cowboys oh yeah that's if you don't have time uh, for that you can just loudly sing let it go from frozen yeah that i feel like those are obvious i should have i should have thought about that because i also 
like you panicked about like well what are the anti-cowboy measures but he just laid it out there pretty easily for us that was good uh, oh yeah i mean what, once i heard the explanation i yeah. felt really i felt really silly i was like i certainly could have come up with those on my own <laughs> right but ah. I, for, for for some reason my my mind just froze and i was like oh my gosh i don't know what an anti-cowboy measure would be so regardless so, so because i couldn't think of it on my own paul thank you for stepping in and finishing up with the information yeah that was really that was a really good heads up play and i do like that it was like excuse me sir is this cowboy times <laughs> <laughs> um have you heard of gravity beard <laughs> and if he says no this is not a good cowboy <laughs> bad cowboy bad cowboy bad cowboy yeah okay so here's something from the r&d department ah brought to us by sarah Adam, can I interest you in bread gloves? Oh, dude, bread gloves are going to be the new thing. Yes. So here's why you might be interested in bread gloves, if if for no, for no other reason. Mm-hmm. Make anything into a sandwich. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, so basically, they're exactly what you think they are. <laughs> These are gloves that go past your wrist that are made entirely of bread. Right. They're like oven mitts, but bread mitts. Exactly. And so each package contains two size eight sourdough gloves, also available in classic white, unleavened, whole wheat, or raisin. You know, I think we missed an opportunity to call these gloves. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Well, I was also hoping for a pumpernickel option. What about rye? Rye. Yeah. Classic rye. Yeah. So Sarah says this, I was going to suggest a hot dog sandwich. But I think for safety's sake, these gloves shouldn't be used with wieners. <laughs> Which I thought was true. Uh, now, you pointed out you like the unleavened option. I do as well. <laughs> that was one of my favorites. <laughs> because, Adam, we don't want to overlook our Jewish interns. No, I w- absolutely not. Of course, Trisha said we need a gluten-free option. Good suggestion. <laughs> and Bonnie, Paul's mom, she says, personally, I'd rather see mitts in the shape of a cinnamon roll. <laughs> well then unfortunately the technology does not exist yet so no no but but all good suggestions mm-hmm. folks mm-hmm. uh we will take this back to r&d and uh thank you very much for your feedback yeah so we're not calling them gloves i think that's still up for debate perhaps we should call them gloves because <laughs> it's a loaf of bread <laughs> <laughs> oh no i get it <laughs> i wasn't sure if you understood the, the joke that i made got it 100 <laughs> percent All right, here is an item from HR, brought to us from our HR liaison, Keith. Okay. And this falls under the category of dress code. Mm. Perhaps you remember this, Adam. It is the Prowler. (laughs) I do. So last week we discussed Todd Pockets, and here is another item that, by the way, good news, already approved. Excellent. And so the pamphlet that's available in the break room, it says... The prowler is loose. Bring out the animal and your man with an irresistible set of lounge pajamas. <laughs> the top is a soft polyester tiger print, complementing black pants, which are nylon tricoat. Tiger stripes and black only comes in all sizes. The shirt is twenty five ninety five. The pants are fifteen ninety five, or you can save at them and buy the set for thirty nine ninety five. That's huge savings. Yes, huge. Which I recommend. Mm-hmm. So um, send a dollar for a color catalog to Amen and get uh, get all the details on the Prowler. Yeah, that's a yeah a must have. But just know that these are already approved. So if you'd like yeah. to show up to work wearing the Prowler, then um, you're more than welcome to do so. Yeah, it's encouraged. Yeah, 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 for sure. Now Keith wants everyone to know that even though they've been approved, HR will be looking out for any complaints. Trisha had this suggestion: just add that Todd pocket. And we're ready to get to work. Yeah. Which I love that idea. If yes. you take the Prowler and you add the Tot Pockets so that you've got this comfortable outfit loaded up with Tots, that's hard to beat. Yeah, I don't I don't see a better a better ensemble. No, I agree. So, um, yeah, please know that we've been in touch with the makers of Prowlers uh, to make the modifications that have been suggested. Mm-hmm. That have been suggested, and they'll be available very soon. Yeah, because we also had to put the logo on them. That is correct. Okay, Adam. It's time to check in with you again. Uh, let's see how I'm doing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> hey, what's up, bro? This is Lord Saunders. This is how I talk. Nice. Um, quick update from Chicago. It's a quick 24-hour turnaround. I got here today. I'll be home back in Miami at tomorrow night. 
Um, I just want to say screw the cold because <laughs> it's 10 f***ing degrees here <laughs> and I'm freezing my jingle bells off <laughs> and I don't know how anyone would choose to live in a place that goes in, in such low numbers of temperature and it's not even the coldest place. Most people are like negative degrees. So I just wanted to let you know that this is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> This I don't know I don't know even what this is. So when I left Miami, it was uh, 72 in the early morning hours. <laughs> it was a perfect 69 the night before, true. and 80 degrees the day before that. Oh my gosh! So I'm going to bed, but I'm making a cup of coffee to warm myself up. Uh, and yeah, the coffee won't impact my sleep. I'll be all right. So this is Lord Saunders. This is how I talk. And uh, I'll catch you guys tomorrow. Bye. Adam, what was that like? So let me say that like that phone call was a, a legit like visceral reaction to like what in the hell is going on here? Right. It was so miserable. So you were miserable because you went from one place to another and the temperature was 50 degrees less? <laughs> yeah, there was a 50 degree swing. Oh, 60 gosh. actually, because it was like 72 and it was 10 when I called. That is so ridiculous. Yeah, which is, I mean, it just kind of blows my mind. Like, it, it, it amazes me that in a space so small like the United States, like, you know, you know, globally speaking, that you can have that drastic of a change in, like, you know, 12 hours. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. well, Shampoo, our sports correspondent, is from uh-huh. Iowa. Jeez. Yeah, well, you know, because that's where all the sports happens, Iowa. Right. And every time he's posted something during the polar vortex, my only response was, why do you live there? Yeah, I can't figure it out, man. Like, I, I wouldn't put up with that. Yeah, that would happen once, and I would move. I, like, I'd literally pack up instantly, move anywhere south of there, and never look back. Somebody asked me yesterday, they're like, would you move to Chicago for $19 million? Oh, wow. For how long? Um, like, you're there. Like, you can never live anywhere else? Well, they didn't, we didn't. They, that wasn't specified in the query. Oof. I'm sure there has to be at least some sort of penalty, you know, for like the to make them the money, you know. Like you could move there in the summer and then move back in the fall. But like, you know, would you, I guess, yeah, like live there for a few years for like $19 million. Yes, because that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. I think that if somebody said like, that's your like now thing for $19 million, like I'd, I'd still be tempted. Yeah, I, w- I would live in Chicago for $19 million. Yeah. But if, if the number got a lot smaller, it'd be hard. It'd be a hard he, decision. Yeah, he said no. He would not move for $19 million. I would 100% move there for $19 million. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just buy a heavy coat. Or seven. Right, or seven. Yeah. Okay, Adam, how about something from our entertain turn? Ah, uh, yes. Newly appointed entertain turn. Yes, Christopher DeVos from Podcast 42. I've got a couple of stories. The first one is, what do you think about a Dirty Rotten Scoundrels remake? Hmm. It stars Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. They're scheduled to star in a remake of the 1988 comedy, which starred legends Steve Martin and Michael Caine. The remake's going to be called The Hustle. So do you have an opinion on on remaking that classic comedy? I don't know, man. I, You're I holding back. You're holding yeah, back. That's absolutely true. Okay, fine. Then I'll, I'll say it. I don't care who's involved. I am not interested. The, the original was a great movie, like really great. It does not need to be made again. I predict it's going to fail. And I, I, th- I think it's an absolutely terrible idea. Yes. Okay. That's those are kind of my it's, thoughts. It's I awful. Feel like, like it's awful. Like like he, when he first he first posted this in his in his group, the official podcast forty two group mm-hmm. discussion group on Facebook, and I just went off on a rant <laughs> in the comment section. This is ridiculous. Like this is a really terrible idea. This is on the list of movies that do not need to be remade. Well, and the, and the actors are, are, I mean, like, in, like okay, like the the, the remake actors are going to be great, right? They're great actors. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't have anything against Anne Hathaway or Rebel Wilson. I mean, they're perfectly good entertainers. They're they're, inter- they're, I mean, they're good. They're fine, but but yep. they're being set up to fail. And and I don't think that's fair. Like I think that I don't either. You know, 
it's like they and and it's it's happening recently where they're just like making these reboots and people love the original so much they want to see it again like and done in be, you know better quality or whatever but it just doesn't have to be done you know what just remaster the original and re-release it dunzo like that's all you right do. Dun, it's it's dunsky yeah all right story number two fox 13 the fox affiliate in miami adam mm. brings us this story Golden Girls-themed cruise to set sail for Miami in 2020. I bet that would be hilarious. I bet it would, too. Here's some details. The cruise will feature activities based on the popular sitcom. The five-night cruise will take travelers to Key West and Cozumel. Planned activities include a sail-away party with cheesecake. It actually says that. Yeah, I know. Golden Girls trivia, the Shady Pines craft corner, a show-themed bar crawl in Key West, and a costume contest. Sign up now. The cruise is set to depart on February 24th, 2020. So I think the Golden Girls were some of the most hilarious people on TV ever. The shade they threw at each other was staggeringly hilarious, and it was so long ago. Yeah, how would you like to have worked in that writer's room? Oh my god. I don't know how the crew wasn't just like cracking up the whole time. And the delivery and the execution of those four women was perfect yeah it was so good you know there, there's a i don't know what it's called it might just be called the golden girls podcast but there's a podcast that's dedicated to that show oh that sounds like it'd be awesome betty white and all those girls. i know so good all right well there you go there's a couple of stories from the entertainment beat oh yeah thanks thanks chris yeah so just uh, just search pop news to follow all of chris's entertainment posts and uh join the facebook group for his show i mentioned it a second ago the official podcast 42 group page Thanks, Chris, for covering the entertainment beat for us. Yeah, awesome. All right, Adam, how about we take a brief pause and listen to the latest message from our promotional partner? Oh, they're fantastic. This week's episode is brought to you by Bad Toupees. <laughs> Got a chrome dome. Need to add some lushness to your locks. Yeah, and Bad Toupees are the product that you've been looking for. After all the carnage during our bad apocalypse at MacGuffin, we found ourselves left with bat and human carcasses. Rest in peace, Bucky. So <laughs> many bodies. The only solution was to not let that, that velveteen fur go to waste. So we created these bad toupees uh, by stitching together the furry parts of all the fallen brethren. Not only do they put you at the top of your game, um, they also provide the soft, luxurious warmth during the winter months. Listen, you can order now and receive your choice of black, brown, uh, do we have albino? Yeah. We've got albino. Uh, you know, like Anderson Cooper. <laughs> For the low price... $5.99 for your toupee. That's right. We're literally rolling in toupees. Call now, please. Call now at 1-888-BAT-HAIR. It's 1-888-BAT-HAIR to order and help us. Bat toupees. They're eerily similar to human hair. Wait, did you hear that? Hey, Adam. Hey, buddy. I, I don't know what's going on over at MacGuffin Industries, but that particular ad spot sounded decidedly different than the previous ones. It definitely did. It definitely did. There was something different. Yeah. that That's a very strange place, I think, MacGuffin Industries. Yeah, I think that getting a job there and or experiencing that workplace would be intensely hilarious. <laughs> All right, well, welcome back to the show. Uh, for more information about um, Bat Toupees, feel free to check out Weird With You. It's another terrific podcast from the Podfix Network. It can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts. Fantastic. All right, well, before we get back into our agenda, Adam. Yeah? I wanted to play this. Oh. Hey, Jeff, it's Adam. This is how I talk, of course. <laughs> 
Okay, I just had an idea for a new character, <laughs> right? So the Reverend Dr. Jerry Orn is our resident road warrior, and while I travel a lot, he definitely, definitely travels more than I do, and that's saying something. So, again, title well-deserved. True. Now, we have some travelers in the group. He's definitely the king of travel. All right. But instead of a road warrior, what if we had a road warrior? <laughs> like somebody who travels a lot, but is also worried about everything. <laughs> so I think that would be hilarious. So you'd have the road warrior, Jerry Orn, and the road warrior, who could be anybody at this point. So anyway, think it over. Let me know your thoughts. And I'll talk soon. Dunskies. I love this idea. <laughs> and for the record, yes, that's how we leave each other messages. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Dude, I mean, what if you didn't know, you know? Yeah, that's a little pulling back of the curtain. <laughs> so, road warrior. Yeah, like the warrior. Yeah. Somebody who's extremely concerned all the time. And, 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 and like I said the message, this is right now is up for grabs. Yes. We're, we're looking for a volunteer to take on the mantle that Adam suggests of this terrific idea for a new character, road warrior. Warrior, right. <laughs> of course, it'll, you know, do whatever, you know, take creative license, do whatever you want with it. It's going to come with its own uh, custom hashtag, Road Warrior. Right. And just take this idea and do with it what you like. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I 100% agree with you. Dude, I think that if anybody can make this a reality, it's our group. Absolutely. So so I, I can't wait to find out who's going to take on the persona of Road Warrior. <laughs> Road Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> so normally, I would take on that because historically, I have been a, an intense warrior. But I feel like that our group has a better option than me. Oh, I think you would do a great job as Road Warrior, but but I, I'm, I'm like you. I'm curious to see what, what people come up with. Yeah, for sure. Okay, moving on. How about another installment from the Sports Desk? Oh, I like this. So this week's Sports Ball contribution actually doesn't come from our sports correspondent, Brian Shampoo. Oh, really? It actually comes from Kelsey Jane. Ah, uh, she's awesome. And it comes at him in the form of a song. Oh, and here it is now. <laughs> I like it already. Wayne Gretzky. The only man I'd have sex with, <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. I'd be intimate with Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> I think he's kind of sexy, Wayne Gretzky. I wonder what he looks like naked. I wonder what it would be like to have sex with the great one. I wonder what it would be like to have sex with the least leading scorer, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's a married man, but maybe He'd be attracted to me, Darren Pfeiffer <laughs> Stupid American boy, Wayne Gretzky Very handsome Canadian man <laughs> I wonder what it would be like To have sex with the great one like to have sex with the least leading score Wayne Gretzky I love you Wayne Gretzky yeah so he likes Wayne Gretzky it sounds like he might like Wayne Gretzky <laughs> I mean Wayne Gretzky is the great one <laughs> apparently in more ways than one yeah, and he's the you know league's leading scorer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, so <laughs> I love that dude. That was awesome. That was awesome. So, Kelsey Jane, thanks for stepping up and contributing to the Gravity Beard Sports Desk. Yeah, nicely done. And if you want to follow Brian in the latest news from the DBI Sports Desk, just use keyword sports ball. Okay, well before we move on any further, how about the conclusion of your road trip audio diary? I can't wait. Let's see what I'm up to now. <laughs> What's up? It's Lord Saunders. This is how I talk. So a little after 11, pulling in for my trip 
you know, back from the polar vortex. And, uh, you know, surprisingly, everything went well. My first class, uh, first class ticket, uh, went through. Everything was fine. My, uh, beef short ribs and mac and cheese was really good on the airplane. My complimentary Jack and Diets were delicious. And the chocolate chip cookie was warm and melty. So surprisingly, it ended up pretty good. We got, we arrived 30 minutes early. Uh, we didn't have to wait for a date. It was a really, really solid ending to the trip, which is, uh, you know, usually mildly annoying. But uh, everything went really well. So I figured I would close out this week's installment of travel. And I'll be back next week as I head out to San uh, Francisco. Until then, this is on. This is how I talk. Oh, special shout out to Clay Groves for his video diary mm. of the ice fishing. That was that was pretty spectacular, gorgeous, and it would be it's been a really fun experience. So, special shout out to him. Right, Denbar. So, Adam. Yeah. Not a single minor inconvenience to finish up your trip. No, and it was perfect. Like you know, in the first class section of the American Airlines airplanes they have <laughs> you're so ridiculous <laughs> they have these at the very end of the, of the meal they give you this warm chocolate chip cookie that is so warm and melty that you barely you can't even hold it properly you have to crumble it up and take bites of it like you know like from like you have to like pull, pull pieces it is amazing it is amazing so yeah it was a great trip it was a great trip on the way home and I also noticed that you teased your upcoming trip to San Francisco. That's right. That's right. Nice. So we have another road trip audio diary to look forward to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I meant when I said that was an awesome, like, visual road trip diary from Clay Groves as he was ice fishing. Boy, it was. It really was. I really enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, I did too. That, I mean, well, you know, listen, not a lot of us live. I mean, he might be the only one live up in that part of the country. And so he has the ability to bring all of us something really, really unique. And I'm appreci- I am I appreciate the fact that he does. That was awesome. So yeah, awesome. I agree. Okay, now let's move on to this. From Laura Thompson, who, by the way, if you remember, she left her very first hotline message last week at, at the last week's meeting. Which was awesome. It was awesome. Thank you for doing that, Laura. Uh-huh. She brings us worst family meals. Ah... Yes. So she asked everybody to answer, what What was your worst food or family meal that you had to eat growing up? I loved this one. I have two. Yeah. So uh, Percy chimed in. He said sauerkraut. Yeah. It's funny because Kirk, Kirk Griffin from Podcast Discovery Show, Casey Jones, and Trisha and Shauna all said liver and onions. I did never have to eat that. Same thing. I, I never had to eat that. So I'm so surprised that so many people did. Yeah. Leslie Morgan said cooked cabbage. Chris DeVos from Podcast 42, he said cube steak, more like soul of shoe. Man, I bet. That that sounds (laughs) terrible. Absolutely. Kelsey Jane said lima beans. This is going to be controversial. I didn't love lima beans, but I didn't exactly hate them either. Oh, yeah. But you you couldn't admit that as a child. No, of course. Well, and my mom used to serve them in this this vegetable medley, which I'm pretty sure was just frozen vegetables out of a bag. Yeah. And I, I mean, for sure, did I did I pick out some lima beans, you know, so I could just eat, you know, tiny cubes of carrots, corn, and green right. beans? <laughs> right. Of, of course I did. <laughs> right. But but when the occasional lima bean snuck onto my spoon and or fork, I mean, it wasn't the worst thing. Yeah, I hated the vegetable medley. <laughs> yep, Orida. Uh, Carrie Dykes <laughs> from Adasha Science, she said tongue and rabbit. Ew. If she's answering the question, that implies that on a regular basis, her family ate tongue? Yeah, that's a very interesting. I mean... That's unique. <laughs> that is extremely unique. Yeah. Not sure if I could do that. I, I would also not enjoy tongue or rabbit. Vlado, uh, I like Vlado because he brings kind of an international flair to the group. Uh-huh. He said, and I'm going to mispronounce this like I do almost everything that he writes in. Yeah. Paprikash? Paprikash? No idea. In any case, and Paul probably knows who this is, knows what this is, because Paul's also Hungarian, but this is a Hungarian dish that it seems, based on my very cursory research, is usually made with chicken. So it's some sort of Hungarian chicken dish. Okay. Bonnie Chomo said her, her mother's recipe for Spanish rice, which doesn't sound terrible, except that 
she was not Spanish and therefore it was dreadful, she says. Ah, uh, yeah, I can get that. Yeah. Vanessa York said any meat. Any meat? <laughs> yeah, I think I think she's vegetarian. <laughs> um, and then you said fish sticks. I have two. Yeah, fish sticks was one for sure. Really? Fish sticks? Dude, that doesn't my mom, sound terrible. It's, it was, I feel like... We had that like every meal for several years, and so it was ah, like, I mean, f- okay. you know, and we just wanted like a change. And my mom had these like really weird like eating things. I don't know what it was. We had fish sticks all the time. And then as I got older, and and this is not like an like the dish was fine. I just got tired of it with like tuna casserole. Oh sure, tuna casserole was my one. I, I hate so tuna casserole. so fish sticks and tuna casserole. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't blame you. Okay, moving on. In our last meeting, we added baseball pioneer and legend Frank Robinson to our fourth apartment. Yes, sir. He joined character actor Dick Miller. Today, we have another candidate, and I don't expect there to be much debate on this one either, Adam. Mm -hmm. Albert Finney, British actor, dies at the age of 82. Hmm. What are your thoughts on Albert Finney? I don't think I... I need to look that up. Okay. Well, let me just uh, tell you a few things about him. Oscar-nominated British actor Albert Finney has died at age 82 after a short illness. Oh, he was a great actor. Dang it. All right. As you've just now discovered and been reminded, Albert Finney was a star of stage and film. And Adam, his career began in 1956 with a TV movie called She, She Stoops to Conquer. Of course, that was a long time ago and it was a TV movie, so I've never heard of that. Right. However... His resume is vast and includes Murder on the Orient Express, Annie, Miller's Crossing, Breakfast of Champions, Aaron Brockovich, Traffic, Ocean's 12, Skyfall, and one of my favorite films of all time, Big Fish with Billy Crudup. Dude, that movie was so intensely awesome. Isn't that amazing? Absolutely. I know you didn't recognize him by name, but when you see him, his face and style were unmistakable, and his performances were always impactful. Correct. I don't know that we have to have a lot of discussion about it. What's your opinion of Albert Finney? No, he's in. Like, I mean, all 100%. 100% in. I agree. Unquestionable. Okay, well, very good. Then he will complete our fourth apartment alongside fellow actor Dick Miller and baseball legend Frank Robinson. That's a good group. Yeah. Now, the good news is, at least at the moment, we do not have a candidate to kick off our fifth three-room apartment. Well, that is great news. So, stay tuned, I guess. Uh, Hopefully not anytime soon. We don't want to lose. (laughs) Stick around. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I don't don't know. Uh, I'm I'm sure someone will die eventually, at some point. Yeah. But in the meantime, we've closed out our fourth apartment, and we'll just wait for our next one. Perfect. All right. Well, let's finish up with some hotline messages, Adam. Dude, I love hotline messages. I do as well. And Adam, here is our first message. <laughs> hey, Toph. This is Toph. And this is how I talk when I have the flu. You sound terrible. Yeah. That's right. A few days ago, I guess around Wednesday, I started not feeling so great. I thought maybe it was just a cold or something. Had a little scratchy throat and whatnot. Feel a little run down. But I started taking some stuff, and then I woke up on Thursday, and I felt bad. You know, I had the the chills and a little bit of a fever and, even worse, scratchy throat (laughs) and real bad sinuses all stuffed up and whatnot. I'm here to tell you the flu is no joke. And I thought it was. I was like, man, I could totally take the flu. I was feeling pretty pretty confident. Yep, mistake. And the reason is because on Friday, I was like, man, I'm already feeling better. And then on Saturday, I felt even worse than I did on Thursday. And then, again, like, as Saturday was drawn to a close, I was like, no, man, I got this. I'm going to be better. And I started making plans (laughs) and stuff. And then Sunday, I was feeling pretty good, so I was still pretty confident. And then as Sunday was drawn to a close, feeling really, really bad again. So here's what the flu does, because he's a bad dude. <laughs> what happens is, is he kind of teases you, and he kind of lets off the gas. He kind of lets you think that you're getting better, that he's loosening his grip. And it's just because he's a mean MFer, <laughs> he then stre- strengthens. He doubles down and makes you feel even worse. 
I've always heard that the flu takes at least seven or eight days, and that has certainly proven to be the case. And then I think even when you get over the flu, I think it's just because the flu, you know, it's like, man, I'm done playing around with you, but I'll see you next time. Because, <laughs> you know, people get the flu more than once. Uh, and so I don't know. I don't care what the thing is as long as, as, long as I feel better in a couple of days because this is a huge bummer. But I will say this. It didn't keep me from getting platinum-level content out to the public. I still released a brand-new episode on Sunday. <laughs> so, hashtag flu game. The big man, Mike Jordan, the goat, would surely be proud. All right, once again, this is Tove with the flu. This is how I talk, unfortunately, with the flu. Well, Chris, I want to applaud your heroic effort to get on the air when you were basically on your deathbed. On my deathbed. You, you you had a winning flu game. Thank you, you sir. You you did it, and I think you correctly identified. I think that it sounds a lot like your impression of Frosty. Like, flu says, I'm going to get you, kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how that works for me. But, man, you sounded terrible, brother. Oh, I, I sounded... I, I mean, I felt worse than I actually sounded in that message. You sounded like you were from Texas in that message, and you don't usually sound like you're from Texas. <laughs> I know. See what the flu does to a man? <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. It was quite terrible. Yeah. Dude, that must have been uh, just wretchedly miserable. Hey, I think the only way that you could sum it up is what I already said, which is the flu is no joke. Yeah, he's a bad MFer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a bad MFer. <laughs> bad man pajama. Yeah, so there, there's my there's my call from the front lines of flu land. Dude, you know, and, and who knows, you know, maybe your phone's going to die and you need to call emergency rescue, but you called yeah. the, the voicemail. Yeah, I, I only had a couple of percents left, and I called the Gravity Beard hotline <laughs> so I could share my experience with the listener. <laughs> Dude, flu game winning. Hashtag courage. <laughs> All right. Well, nicely done, brother. Nicely speaking, done. Thank you. Speaking of another hero, I think you're very much going to enjoy this message. Oh. Brother Toph, Brother Adam, what's happening, y'all? It's Peter the Velvet. Yes. <laughs> All right. I know you heard the message I left first. I ran out of time because I was rambling like a mofo. <laughs> All right? So, sorry about that. I'm going to try to do it again. All right? And I'll try to keep it short. A couple months ago, I got on my man Adam, all right, about his aversion to cheesecake. <laughs> we got on him. We did an intervention. And I don't feel it's fair. All right? That's oh, wow. right. Because I'm all about the fair play. That's what they call me. Peter Fair played the Vilbis. And it isn't fair that I got on Adam the Lord. All right? <laughs> and I don't get on my man, Toph. So, Toph, pardon oh, me, but oh. I have to get on you, man, because it's come to my attention that you are not that big a Seinfeld fan and, in fact, are not a Seinfeld show fan at all. You just never got into it. For whatever reason, all right? Huh. I remember you talking about it. I don't know what the hell you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but do yourself a favor, man. Go on Hulu. Start from episode one. Take the journey. Get on the side. Look, you're a very intelligent man. All right? From what I could tell. It's true. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a genius. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know you in real life. But you sound intelligent to me. Thank you. And... You have a good sense of humor. You're going to love it, man. Just get on it. And it's not, you know, and now there's no pressure. It's not like when it was out and it was hot on the streets. You know what I mean? It's not not what's popping on the streets right now. You know, uh, you don't have to worry about trying to be a hep cat. (laughs) (laughs) Impossible. You know what I'm saying? Do it for your own edification. All right? And that's all I got to say. I don't want to get cut off again like I did with the first message, all right? Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two things I had to say immediately. Number one, is there a way you can please play the beginning of the message just one more time, just the very beginning? Yes, of course. Of course, you know, here it is. Brother Toph, Brother Adam, <laughs> what's happening, y'all? It's Peter the Vilbis. Woo! And cut. 
<laughs> I just wanted to hear that that woo and the laugh. <laughs> yes, I do too. It's so infectious, much like the flu you just got over. Except, oh good. my gosh, this is a good mf'er. <laughs> I, I want the Peter Deville this flu all the time. I mean, I just feel like there's. There's probably no way to be like not hyped up when you're around him. Like you must always be like, let's get stuff done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and just have a great time. Um, yeah, when, so, when I'm when I'm not doing so great or I'm having trouble kind of get just getting going in general, I think I might shoot a message to Peter just to call me. Yeah, yeah. Hey man, hit me up for like five minutes. I just I just need to hear your voice. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you get me motivated? Because like you know when he just you know he throws out that like jolly laugh, you know like he's he's fired up. He's super encouraging. Like <laughs> there's nothing like it. And I and I haven't been back to New York. Well, I've been there, but it's always like really quick. I'm trying to get a time that I can hopefully schedule some time with him, get to know him a little bit. Yeah, that'd be amazing. But but, but I think he must also need to actually dog on me because you're a huge Seinfeld fan. <laughs> Well, that, that's what I was going to say. Is, well, first of all, you know, I didn't know what he was going to talk about. Yeah. I didn't listen, uh, you know, as usual, I don't, I didn't listen to the message ahead of time. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't feel good to be taken to task by Peter DeVilbus. No, no. But now having said that. I'm 0 for 2. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he loves you. Absolutely, because you know he's the kind of person. It's like if he didn't care, he wouldn't say anything about it. You know what I mean? That's right. That's correct. <laughs> and, and it's a kind of admonishment you walk away with feeling pretty good about yourself. <laughs> right. Right. You're like, ah, he's absolutely right. I need to get my act together. <laughs> I know. What am I doing? <laughs> Maybe I should like cheesecake. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> well, it's not good too great. Let me respond to the message because I, I'm going to instantly make Peter feel much much better about the reason he called. I don't know where he got that information from. Because actually, it's quite the opposite. I am a gigantic, I am a humongous Seinfeld fan. Uh-huh. I, I, I watched it when it was originally on. In my personal opinion, I think it's the, the best sitcom of all time. I've seen every single episode. There's 180 or 190 episodes. I've seen every single one over totally. and over and over again. I quote Seinfeld constantly. It's my top two or three favorite TV shows of all time. So Peter... Don't worry. You got exactly the opposite bad information. I couldn't possibly be a bigger Jerry Seinfeld fan and a fan of that show. <laughs> yeah, so Peter, don't worry. So this is this is your number one Seinfeld fan, Chris, right here. Yes, please. Don't worry, Peter. I I Seinfeld's a legend. He's one of my favorites and his show is the best sitcom of all time. Maybe Peter should call in with more calls about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I want to hear Peter do um, impersonations of the different Seinfeld characters. Oh man, that's, that's just even in, even in concept is solid gold. Right, Re- reenacting any of his any and all of his favorite Seinfeld scenes. <laughs> okay, Adam. Yep, we have but one message left, and we're going to close the show out with this. Oh, perfect. Hello, this is Russian Bear. This hey! is how I talk. I'm here taking care of some business. I haven't called in a while, so I wanted to say hi to you bunch of cowboys. <laughs> I've been having a nuclear time with Grandma Lewis and Grandpa Frank since Thanksgiving. I helped them enforce HOA rules. We have a nice vodka Super Bowl party. Watch Queer Eye, Netflix. It's fantastic. Wow. I want to take opportunity to say that I hear rumors of people wondering if I've worked for Ben. Oh. I want to make very clear that Russian Bear works for no man but himself. <laughs> the world. Hey, Where shut is... up! I'm on a phone call! Where is Russian Bear right now? Anyway, you don't control Russian Bear. Russian <laughs> Bear controls you. <laughs> Wait a minute. Jim? Is that you? Whoa. And that's it. Okay, there was a lot going on there, but <laughs> God, no kidding. <laughs> where, where, first of all, where the hell is Russian Bear right now? Yeah, as far as we knew, he was down in Florida, near Naples, helping well, Grandpa Lois and Grandpa Frank around around the you know the the condo association. Well, I don't think that he's like there full. I don't think that he and Bunny are there like full time. I think they're just like they're they hang out a lot. 
Okay. This would be my guess because he's kind of hard to pin down. And I think that like he wouldn't want to be somewhere that's pinned downable. Well, you can't pin down Russian Bear. He he pins he you down. Pin, yeah, he pins you down. He would pin you down. Yeah. Yeah, that that uh, first of all, we haven't heard from Bear or Buddy in quite some time. And so that was really interesting. That that raises a lot of questions. <laughs> and let's not like bury the lead here. If I'm not mistaken, at the very end of the message, he said, Jim, is that you? Yeah. And, and it wasn't, it wasn't like hostile. No, it wasn't hostile. He didn't sound hostile towards Jim. And we had, we had hypothesized in a previous meeting, if perhaps Jim had taken on an alias, that of Jack Klugman, and, and, and he was on the run. Unless it was kind of like a decoy to get him to come over. I don't know. I don't this, know. The, the plot has thickened. Well, and then also, I mean, I'm sure you heard this also, that, you know, Bane in his last message claimed that Russian Bear and Bunny worked for him, but he made it very clear that that's not true, (laughs) so... I I feel like that's a bold claim to make. (laughs) Well, I mean, you've got a supervillain, so (laughs) it seemed believable at the time that he would employ someone such as Bear and Bunny... Like I, I, I bought that easily. I, th- I thought that was quite likely. That was I didn't think that that was a stretch to make that claim. Well, you're right, and 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 I think the logic is sound because you're right. He is a supervillain. However, I bet Russian Bear doesn't seem like the kind of guy to 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 work for anybody. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I we just I don't know if we should hope to hear from Jim or perhaps from Bane again, or maybe we'll hear from Russian Bear again. Just to clear some of this up, I don't. I, I now I don't know what to expect going forward. Well, I think I'm still again wondering where the hell he is <laughs> with what sounds like a damn war scene going on behind him. Yes, but let's not like leave out the fact that despite he was in this war zone, he still managed to call the gravity beard hotline. <laughs> yeah, if nothing if nothing else, we do have people that call in under some very interesting circumstances. You know, whatever they're dealing with, they're still willing to <laughs> right. to dial the number. Oh, and and one more thing. Um did <laughs> does he say he, he's watching Queer Eye with Grandpa? For me? <laughs> 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 well, I mean I mean there's a lot of good shows streaming these days. Dude, I just feel like that's a really solid move on the on the <laughs> on the, the, the queer eye front. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> wow. That that call had so many dimensions I don't even know what to do at this point. <laughs> I know. However, Adam, yeah. If you want to read between the lines, after all of that there is a silver lining and that is they don't seem to be focused on you at the moment. That dude, I feel like I'm in a, I'm kind of in a good position right now because apparently he's embroiled in a war or something and he's dealing with a lot of other things. So I may well, be good I, for the moment. I mean, listen, listen. The way we were introduced to these guys is they were you were squarely in their crosshairs and <laughs> yeah, that yeah. does not seem to be the case any longer. To say I was in the hot seat was probably, you know, a gross understatement. Oh no, they were they were focused on <laughs> just you. Just you all the time. You were their full-time occupation. Right. And I feel like that if I had been a member of the elimination poll, I would have been an Asian soup and you would have been coming after me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, quite possibly. (laughs) All right. Well, I I think the only thing to say about all that is uh, to be continued. Yeah, that was amazing. (laughs) Like you said, there was was a lot going on there. So much going on. (laughs) Okay, well, I I don't, I don't, again, I don't know how to unravel that. So we're just going to have to see how it unfolds in the upcoming weeks and months. I love that so much. I do too. Okay, well, Adam, that concludes this week's staff meeting. Man, what a good one, dude. Yeah, fantastic. We covered a lot of stuff. Okay, well, just some brief credits before we go. Mm -hmm. Join us on Facebook by searching the Gravity Beard Interns. Uh, as I said before, that's where we have very serious conversations about the dumbest things ever. Mm-hmm. Call us on the hotline if you like. That number is 3-21-465-218 and zero. <laughs> Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Podfix Network. To find other great shows consistently creating platinum level content, go right now 
to podfixnetwork.com or search at podfix on Twitter. Please check out Adam on a delicious show called Feast on History with the great Carrie McGinnis of Blazing Caribou Studios. You can also find me on another fun show called Life is Messy with the lovely and talented Sarah Stapleton. If you found this show, you know how to find those. Our theme song is Walking the Dog. This catchy tune is called Above and Beyond. Both are by his talented partner and can be found on the YouTube audio library. For my dear friend and co-host, Lord Saunders, I'm your other co-host, Toph. This meeting is adjourned. Peace. This was a podcast from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.